Welcome to Insights, the podcast from Haley Marketing built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. Whether we're talking about marketing trends or what's working right now for staffing and recruiting firms across North America, we're here to share our insights on how you can stand out, stay top of mind, and sell more. Let's get to the show. What's up? This is Brad Biley, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, how are we doing this week, buddy? We're doing well, Brad. How are you? I'm fantastic, Matt. We're in February. Yeah. You know, I don't want this, the podcast, to be, you know, hey, how's the weather? No. Another month kind of talk, but shocking that we're already in February. Like, actually shocked. Yes, which means what's coming soon is a very important day on February 14th, so make sure that's that's noted. Groundhog Day. No, that's that's February second. That's the day we release this, Brad. Fourteenth Valentine's okay. Day. Okay. What's just saying? Oh, <laughs> yes. Don't wait Thank until you. the last February fourteenth for yeah. all. For everyone listening to the podcast, that needs a reminder. Yes, Valentine's Day is, including myself. Valentine's Day is rapidly approaching. Let's get your Amazon purchases in. Let's get those flower orders in. Get ahead of it this year. Let's get ahead of it. Matt also means we're one day closer to Augusta. Spring's coming. February, I feel, can be a tough month. Um, shortest month of the year, but once you get past February, it's spring, and that means golf and summer and enjoyable times. I'm ready for it. I am. I got to get out at least once or twice a week this summer. I say it every single year. I got to just do it. I got to find time. I got to make time. It's not finding time. It's making time. It sounds to get like out a there. smart goal. How Brad can I golf. play X number of rounds every every week this yeah. summer? Yeah. yeah. Make it specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time-bound, just like we talk about on Insights all the time. Matt, what do you say, bud? Let's get to the show. Let's go. Can you hack engagement on social media? Matt, I've seen a couple posts on Twitter lately talking about hacking engagement across other platforms. I've seen TikTok. If you want more views on your videos, your video has to be seven seconds. I've seen LinkedIn pushing polls. And again, this is all on Twitter talking about these other platforms. If you want engagement on LinkedIn, you need more polls. If you want more engagement on Facebook, you need to join groups and communicate in groups. Matt, when you think about engagement on social media, can you hack the algorithm and hack engagement on social media? Hack feels like a a strong term. I think you can understand the algorithm and... Take advantage of it sounds like the wrong term when I say it out loud, but understand it and play to it. Perfect example. I used to do minute-long videos on LinkedIn. Matt Minute. Sure hashtag. did. The Matt Minute. Used, used to get, receive a lot of engagement. Stopped receiving a lot of engagement. Two things. One, bad content, possible. Two, just didn't get pushed out as much. Hopefully, we're leaning towards number two here. Yeah, hopefully. But... Video just didn't get pushed out as much. So we adjusted to, you know, to LinkedIn live videos once a month or once a week. Now it's twice a month because that the LinkedIn algorithm pushes LinkedIn live more. So I don't know if hacking is the right word just because hacking, I feel like means you're trying to go in the back door. You're trying to uncover something that isn't public or knowledgeable. What you were explaining there, Brad, that's all knowledgeable tips it's how sure. do you create a content and a strategy around it to 
to play to that. I think you're spot on. I don't think it's about hacking engagement on social media. I think it's exactly like you're saying. It's knowing what's working, being mindful of that, and then playing to the platforms as they want. When you think about TikTok, why are seven second videos working right now? Because they're so short, people are watching them two, three times every single time because it's captivating their attention and they're not getting all of the substance of that video in one watch. So they have to watch it two or three times. When you're doing that at scale, yes, you're going to get more video views. Think through that. If you have a minute video and people are watching it, you're getting one view. If it takes me five watches on a seven second video to understand the message and you're doing that at scale, yes, you're getting more views. It's not rocket science, Matt. I see this across Twitter. I've seen it quite a bit. Hey, if you want to hack the algorithm on TikTok, you need a seven second video because it'll get more views. Yeah, because people are watching it more than once to get the message. Like that's not hacking anything. That's common sense. Two, LinkedIn pushing polls. Yeah, they want you to engage with people's content. They want people to engage with your content. I love polls, Matt. I don't think I've ever passed a poll on LinkedIn that I haven't voted in. It's like you see something. It's like, oh God, they want my opinion. I'm ready. Sign me up. Let me give you that opinion and let's go from there. Absolutely. Facebook wants involvement in groups. That's not hacking any sort of algorithm. That's not hacking any engagement. That's part of their mission. They want to bring people together. They want to bring like-minded individuals together to talk about great things that they like. Groups are working. Matt, I think you're spot on, bud. I think it's finding what works, understanding what works, and then leaning into the platforms. So when we put together a social strategy, we need to think about our business goals. What are we trying to achieve? And then we got to think through, okay, how does that intersect each platform? What I'm hearing from the LinkedIn polls, the TikTok seven second videos, the the Facebook groups is features of those social media platforms that has the user spend more time on there is what's happening in what they want. They want you to spend a lot of time on there. And it's a, it's a teaser actually to segment. We talk about Facebook jobs here in a little bit, but LinkedIn polls, you just said that, Brad, you've never passed a poll. You didn't vote in. What are you doing? You're staying on there thinking about it for five Have seconds. Have you? Uh, no, probably not. Um, but five seconds, you're pricing all the polls because you're voting in every single one. <laughs> LinkedIn is serving me every single poll. <laughs> but it, those platforms want you to spend a lot of time on there. So if it's 10 seconds to vote in a poll, if it's checking on a group because it's, you know, groups are seasonal. Groups can be different times of year. They're very popular. If you're in a, a, a I've said before, a backyard ice group versus a running group in the summer, stuff like that. So that's what I'm hearing in terms of taking advantage of the, excuse me, what those platforms are pushing is to get people to spend more time on their platforms is because that's what they want. I remember a younger Matt Lozar and a younger Brad Biley talking about exactly that on an episode of Insights had to be one of the first episodes that we launched that Facebook wants you to live on their platform. Now we have meta, we have the metaverse, we have Facebook literally wanting you to live in their universe. Matt, we called it three years ago. Like people don't want you to leave their platform. Why do they want you to stay on Facebook or LinkedIn or TikTok? So that they can serve you more ads and they can make more money so that they can pay their shareholders. They want you to live on that platform. And that's not to say that you can't drive people back with a great post or a great blog article or a great resource or a great captivating image that drives people to apply to a job. But we need to be mindful about how we're doing it. We can't just post job after job after job after job because that's not what these social platforms want you to do. 
So Matt, let's try to get out of this one. When we think about hacking engagement on social media, listen, there's no back alley sort of rule book or handbook on how to hack engagement on social media. Good content will always, always cut through the clutter. Good content will always cut through the clutter. On top of that, if you're playing by the platform's rules and you're doing what they want to see and you're creating great content, yes, your audience will see it. You need to be mindful of that. Understand how it's going to intersect with your business goals and go from there. Matt, let's talk about Facebook jobs. You had a great LinkedIn live, uh, literally an hour before we recorded this episode of insights on Facebook jobs. And you had said that on Facebook jobs on February 22nd, 2022, Facebook is taking away a lot of features from its Facebook jobs integration. Now, companies were receiving quite a lot of traffic and applications from Facebook jobs. First off, Matt, why are they taking it away? And second off, the heck are we going to do? <laughs> you, uh, you asked the question everybody seems to be asking, Brad, and it's going to be, actually, you didn't even know I was going to say this, but similar to something we just said in segment one, why does Facebook take features away or change them or add them? One, they're not making money off of them. Mm-hmm. Two, people are leaving the platform after clicking on a job post or something like that. That's my guess. Not making money on Facebook jobs feels like an oversight. It feels like they very well could have made money off of Facebook jobs. Probably. They make it simple for someone to boost a post for 20 bucks. I don't know if that makes them a lot of money. Sure. In the, in the you know, makes Meta a lot of me. Yeah, 20 bucks times a lot equals a lot. But are a lot of companies putting... Maybe it's a concern for them, though. Sorry, sorry to cut you off though. Maybe boosting that and making it easy is a concern, right? You you can't you can't really advertise jobs in an easy way because you you can't limit out protected classes. You need to make sure everyone can see the job. Maybe it was just a logistics nightmare to be able to to Facebook to easily boost a job. And to get technical, the other part of it is if you had a feed of jobs to your page, you couldn't boost jobs. Mm-hmm. If you were manually posting jobs to your page, you could boost jobs. So that's sure. something else. But to to circle back to everything, yeah. um, you know, why is it happening? I don't know. Brad doesn't know. Chief strategy officer Brad, Chief strategy officer Brad Smith, who I had on LinkedIn Live, doesn't know. Haley Marketing doesn't know. I mean, Meta, they don't really tell anyone. No. So then it goes to the next step of what's happening or what are we going to do? So let's understand what's happening first. The Facebook jobs marketplace is going away. So you could people could go now to the marketplace and just search for jobs. It's basically an aggregator, mm-hmm. like Indeed and ZipRecruiter. I could just go type in marketing jobs, Buffalo, New York, warehouse jobs, Cleveland, Ohio, accounting jobs, Chicago, Illinois, and they would show up. That's going away. That stinks because now to find the job at Matt's staffing agency, Brad's going to have to know my staffing agency exists, yep. go to my Facebook page, go to the jobs tab, click on that, and then find jobs. What does that sound like, Brad? That's not reducing friction. Correct. That is not reducing friction. (laughs) We're on the same page there. It's literally what I said to Brad Brad Smith on our LinkedIn Live episode. Yeah. But no, we're not reducing friction. They're making it really difficult for candidates to find jobs for your company. You know, this is nothing new though, right? When we think about Facebook taking this away, yeah, it stinks and, and we wish that they wouldn't, right? But the entire industry for the longevity of the industry has tackled, oh wait, we were able to do this to get people to apply, now we can't, right? Going all the way back to, I mean, we were feeding jobs to Indeed, then Indeed 
refuse that that auto feed, whatever it was that integration you want to call it. Okay, let's pivot. Let's change. We had yellow pages. We had you know all of these other opportunities to get people to apply for jobs. It's going away. Yes, we need to just pivot and try something different. So Matt, I know on LinkedIn Live you gave some ideas, and if you didn't, maybe Brad Smith did. I apologize, buddy. I didn't have the chance to watch it live today. Walk us through it. Facebook jobs is going away. Let's say Brad's staffing firm has been getting hundreds, thousands of applications every month from Facebook jobs. What should I do now? So if we're getting thousands of applications there a month, we need to think this through a bunch of different levels. I think the first part is you're probably gonna have to pay to play. And there's two ways to think about this. One, it's on a job level, okay. which you know I don't know is the best move because if you have to manually post jobs now, not really a great process for someone in your office to have to do. You're going to have to manually copy and paste jobs from wherever, your ATS, your website, to the Facebook, your Facebook page. And we don't even know if people are going to find them. So you could put some money behind them to get people to reach them. You really need to think about then also, do you need specific jobs or do you need to have more of an overall arching company play? What I mean by that is if you're going to have to post a job up, take it down, post it up, take it down, one, you don't want to spam your timeline. Sure. We know we don't like that. Every post does not have a purpose if you're doing that. Well done. So if you're posting a job here and there, that could be okay, but an overall arching company process of focus on the employment brand, focus on why Brad's staffing company, why Matt's staffing company. Focus on why they'd want to go to work for you. What's their frustrations right now? Showcase some testimonials. Build that employment brand and really say, okay, you know, the jobs are going to come and go. Jobs are not always going to be there, but your company hopefully will be. So why would they want to have a connection with you? Really focus on promoting those benefits of your overall company. Put some advertising behind that. Maybe even target your ATS and think about it that way. That was great. We're not done. But there's more. Please take it from there, Matt. <laughs> yes. But wait, there's more. It's look at other places too. Yeah. Like you're going to have to think about job boards more than likely, even if you've gone away from them or you're on them now, you're losing applications if they were organic or paid. And just think about if you're going to have to go to, to job advertising, if you want to look at programmatic solutions, that's one option, you know, definitely out there. Also, on an organic play, look at Facebook groups. We talked about it earlier in the in the show here, but Facebook groups are being are being pushed on Facebook. How do I know that? One, there's commercials, as Brad has said before. But two, I think I logged into the app over the weekend. There was a little pop-up on my app that said something about Facebook groups are still here or connect with people. I don't remember what it was, but they're pushing them continually. Facebook, Meta, whatever you want to be. So... Go into the groups, share some information into groups of your targeted candidates and connect with people and really get your recruiters to, to build their brands, connect with people one-on-one and, and leverage social media to build those relationships. You can't build your house on rented land. Matt, we've talked about it on Insights before. I, I tried to do some quick Googling. I think it was Joe Polizzi from Content Marketing Institute who said it first back in 2015. You can't build your house on rented land. And if staffing and recruiting firms are only investing all of their chips into one platform to get applications, what happens when that platform goes away? You cannot build your house on rented land. We want to make sure that you have all your jobs on your 
domain on your career site, on your website, that's where they live. Where they're distributed to can certainly change and should change. And that's what Matt's really good at is understanding how can we get the most out of your applications on different platforms. If you're listening and you're saying, I'm going to push, go ahead. I'm going to push back. Go. Because you've talked earlier in this segment how the industry has pivoted really well over time. Yes. And don't build your house on rented land. So the other side of it, and I don't know if I 100% believe in it, but we wish friend of show Gary Vaynerchuk, Vaynerchuk would, we wish he was a friend of show, but he's always said, squeeze as much out of it as you can at the time. Sure. So we've squeezed a lot out of Facebook at the time. And that's fine. So now we need to pivot. And that's fine. We're still not building a house on rented land. We're still saying, hey, if this goes away, my company is still going to stand. And that's okay. I, I can say, Matt, you did it perfectly with your Matt Minute. You were doing minute videos every day or every week, whatever it was. I, at one point, was doing daily videos on LinkedIn. We're not doing them anymore because we got as much visibility as we could out of that pulled back. And that's okay. Yes, you should squeeze as much as you can out of every platform. But it's acknowledging the fact that if this goes away, Brad's staffing firm will not crumble. And that should be the the common theme for everything that you're doing as an organization. If you're building your full success, all of your applications are coming from one main source. What happens if that gets squeezed? What happens if all of a sudden you're not getting those applications anymore? Well, now you're feeling the struggle that you might be feeling right now from Facebook jobs. We instead need to diversify that approach. We need to use, like Matt always talks about, programmatic job advertising. We need to be smart with our job advertising. We need to make sure that we're casting that wide net so that we never really feel any pain if one of those platforms goes away. It's like building your business. And we don't talk about it too much, the staffing sales side, but if you have 10 clients and two of those clients account for 90% of your business and one of the clients goes away, you're in trouble. Sure. So that's how your digital marketing has to be built. It's how Haley Marketing has grown for 25 plus years. Our co-CEOs, Victoria Kenward, David Cerns, realized we had to diversify because if we only built websites forever, if we only did you know, one piece of digital marketing and that changed or went away or it does over time, your business is done. So like Brad said, your marketing has to be very similar to your business development in that if you, you know, think about your risk reward, but having a diversified portfolio though can, can really help you. Matt, I don't have much to add. I think you tackled what should we do now that Facebook jobs is going away really, really well. If you have questions specifically, if you are building that house on rented land and you're saying, listen, on February 22nd, I'm in deep trouble, I would encourage you to reach out to Matt on LinkedIn for some advice. Consult with him, consult with his recruitment marketing team on what you can do to generate more applications and how you can do that in a short timeline because, hey, February 22nd is coming quick and you're going to need those applications sooner than later. Matt, let's talk about content marketing. We've talked about content marketing, creating blogs, creating videos quite a bit on Insights. And I want to bring back sort of a a methodology that I've been trying recently with a lot of clients that I've been working with. And it's nothing new. I'm here to tell you that you've probably heard this tip before on Insights before, but it's something that I've been revisiting and refocusing on. And I wanted to bring it to Insights because I think it's a really good foundation for creating content. Whether you're creating blogs, a podcast, a video, a webinar, a white paper, I don't care. This tip, this best practice is going to work for all those. When you're thinking through, okay, it is February 1st. I need to create some sort of content this month. Where do I get started? I would encourage you 
to think through the biggest pain points, the biggest challenges that your candidates and clients are currently facing and answer those questions. You're probably thinking, Brad, no kidding. But I would encourage you to lean into that. You don't need to create just general content for the sake of creating content. You don't need to create a blog post just because you think you need to create a blog post or because, heck, your competitor created a topic on that or a post on that same topic. Instead, think through what challenge are my prospects, are my candidates faced with right now? And answer those questions. It's, it's as simple as that. If you can be the best resource to those questions at the right time, that's content marketing. That is providing value to your audience. And that's exactly what we're here for. I'm going to tie it together. Segment two and segment three here. The, the blog post that Brad Smith wrote about the Facebook jobs changing. If you go to Google and search it, it's in the top 10 right now. It was number two the other day. It was number four this morning. It bounces around, but it's a really good answer to a question because the the awareness of this issue is increasing. It was announced end of December, middle of December, but now that the deadline's coming up, right? Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022, it's, it's getting a lot of traffic. So being the right answer to the question is important in answering those frustrations. And it's not just content marketing. I'm going to tie it to the recruitment marketing and um, Mandy Wishin, our marketing strategist, shared a great post in our Slack channel this week talking about writing job postings, job advertisements, and it needs to answer the biggest frustration for your candidate. That's really important. It's not, I literally had a call with someone yesterday where she was talking about their job posts or just descriptions. Forklift operator drives a forklift around, lifts heavy stuff. Yes, if I'm a forklift operator, I know that it can't be the number one sentence in the posting. It literally was. So what's their biggest frustration? What's your audience's biggest frustration? What is all of that you can answer the question to by writing a piece of content in your marketing? And that might mean changing your content strategy. That might mean if you have a plan in place for February through May, changing things if we, I hope this doesn't happen, but get shut down again because of COVID. I don't even want to speak that energy into existence. But maybe things are opening up. I have a client that I worked with this week in Ontario. They're going back to 50% opening. You know, they're, they're getting back to where they were a little while ago. We should be talking about that. What does that mean for job seekers? What does that mean for employers who had limited capacity in their facilities, in their warehouses? What does that mean from a production standpoint? Let's talk about that. Oh, and by the way, if your facility is ramping up production, we can help. We can help fill that with great talent. Think through what the current challenges are for your target audience. And, and Matt has talked about this a few times. You don't need to be one thing to everybody. You don't need to be creating content so that the entire internet can read it, right? We're not Tom Brady. We're not retiring. The entire internet doesn't have to care about your blog post today. But what if a hundred local job seekers do? What if a dozen local job seekers do? The impact that that could have on your business by speaking to the right people at the right time is critical. And we can absolutely do that by putting together the right piece of content focused on the right pain points at the right time. That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we'd love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us? You could tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. 
You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators and be sure you tell them that Insights sent you. For my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. We'll see you next time.